Hi, my name is Fulton Abraham Sanchez. I'm the CPA of the firm Fasciping and Consultants. And today we're going to speak about offshore services for fintech companies. Um, we have a client, a specific client, that he wanted to start uh, doing operations in the United States. He was, he was from the um, European Union coming with a banking license from Lithuania. But he wanted to start operations in the United States. And for that, the requirement is that if you want to operate in a, in a specific state, you need a license from that state. For example, California, to operate in California, you need a license in California. And then in Texas, you also need a license in Texas. This is if you want to come to the United States as a fintech and start doing uh, money transmitter, uh, money transmitting activities. With a money transmitting activity, specific money transmitting activities in the United States, many fintechs start doing operations. But the the thing is that uh, if you want to operate at the U.S. level, to the, at the national level, you will need 50 licenses to do transactions. So better if you target your audience according to the business plan that you have for the uh, for this uh, region. Better to target a specific state or a specific region that you will apply um, for money transmitter licensing and then look for a licensing only in those jurisdictions. Therefore, it will be easier to apply and get an approval. Now, in terms of the principles to for the fintechs that when they are when they want to provide services to the finance community, um, there is also the option for international payment processor. For example, Cyprus offers a license for international payments that many many companies that are in the finance industry doing payment processing, they have located their their applications and approval there. There's also the option for in, uh, initial coin offerings. Now, here in the United States, it's very difficult to obtain an international coin offering because basically banks are not designed uh, to accept deposits in cryptocurrencies and any new any new coin any new token created is basically a new a new form of currency in the USA if will be accepted so banks are not uh, banks are not designed for that and there is no legislation no supervision therefore the SEC is not approving and and nowadays uh, the SEC actually is closing down the exchanges that are offering cryptocurrencies in the United States um, we also have the offshore banking licenses. These, these are for fintechs who want to provide specific services to their clients in terms, of, in terms of banking. We have the case of two clients, one in Antigua. This client created a bank and the product that he offers is a bank account with cryptocurrency, specifically Bitcoin, offered as a deposit currency and been accepted in that in that um, in that jurisdiction. Another client he created a, a a international bank in Lithuania, and he was a, he is a fintech, but he created his own token and and the cryptocurrency created is backed up not by dollars as the, the client in Antigua, but actually for gold. So, the whenever a client opens an account in that particular bank, it will have an account in dollars or in euros. Also, uh, the same change in cryptocurrency and the exchange also in gold. So, depending of the depending of the activities or the of the business plan that you that you have, uh, an offshore banking license is very useful. And we have a video that we ha that we did 
um, given details about how to apply and where to apply. But remember, whenever you are doing um, uh, offshore banking, you also need a corresponding banking account, meaning that this is this is for providing full banking services that you will need to apply for um, an offshore account for the reception and, and the transfer of money for your clients. Um, nowadays, for example, there are banks in Europe and here in the US that they, the fintechs work as a partnership with them. There is a typical case of Marcus uh, with uh, JP Morgan. Marcus is a fintech that works in, in conjunction with a, a large bank here in the U.S. instead of a, um, the fintech instead of applying to a specific license, a, a banking license in the United States, which is very difficult to be approved of, uh, because they will always, they mostly require, and they usually require that you have a bank in your in your uh, mother country, in your country of origin, you have to have a bank. Uh, to approve or to apply for a bank here, a banking license here in the USA in any of the states. The same thing happens with the fintechs, but nowadays there is a partnership going on between fintechs and banks in the USA. Uh, same thing in uh, banks in Europe, for example, in the uh, in, uh, UK there are banks, regular banks that are working in partnership with fintechs, and the way it works is that the, the fintech product comes uh, to work with the bank in a partnership and then the fintech doesn't need to apply for a, a banking license in the country, but it, it's actually using the infrastructure of the regular bank and working as a partnership um, uh, in conjunction with the structure of the bank. For example, uh, there is a specific case that we read in The Economist where there is a fintech working here in the U.S., and then the, the bank is, is providing the cover of the operations with this particular fintech, and being that this is a fintech specifically, the products of the fintech specifically designed for millennials or for digital clients, they usually receive, for example, reference from for uh, for clients from the um, the colleges. The colleges recruitment offices usually provide reference for this particular product design from the fintech. This is a new a new partnership going on between between regular banks and, and fintech that are coming here to the U.S. and work specifically for a design specifically for a certain market, in this case the millennials, these digital natives that are very difficult to, to market to. Uh, in terms of jurisdiction, for example, we have a client that, um, as we explained in the other video, we have a client that uh, he applied for a license in Antigua and the account as uh, so an offshore banking license, the account is designed to receive deposits not only in uh, dollars but also in cryptocurrency. They, I, it's, uh, it was Bitcoin. This client, that he received deposits either in Bitcoin or in dollars or dollars, and then the account you can see the, the the equivalence of the dollars into Bitcoin or vice versa. We also have um, a case of another client in Lithuania. He was a fintech. This fintech uh, applied for a banking license, international banking license in Lithuania, in Europe, and they were approved. And um, he, they can offer accounts within the European Union and offer also uh, and open also offices then in, in, in the European Union. And they have a window uh, access to the windows in the in the European Central Bank. 
but, but remember, Lithuania is um, designed specifically, the, the banking license is designed, the international banking license is designed specifically for fintechs, uh, those fintechs that want to provide actual banking services. To precisely attend all these needs in terms of um, the, the fintechs coming to the U.S. or going to Europe and wanting to expand their services, we have created some plans between the silver, the gold, and the platinum. Silver, for example, is for the application of the payment process, international payment processor, and the corresponding banking account. Because whenever you apply, whenever you you do payment processing, you are going to require a corresponding banking to serve your clients. Um, the gold package that is in addition to the silver, the payment process and the corresponding banking, this is for the application of the money transmitter license in the United States for one state. Remember, you need different licenses, one license per state in the USA if you want to do uh, money transmitting business for your clients. And finally, the platinum. Platinum is whatever the, the silver and the gold, uh, whatever the gold has, and in addition is the ICO. Now remember, ICO in the US is kind of difficult now, but then still there is um, the ability to do an initial coin offering in Cyprus. If you want more information about this, you can check our reproduction list. You can also subscribe to receive uh, updates when we post more videos. And if you want detailed information, check the link that is in the box description of this video, fastcpnconsultants.com, and send us an email.